Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. What is up? 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 We here. We live. As you can see, I got the stats on the back of the wall today. We came prepared. I got about a 45 minute long show for y'all. We gonna make this fun, man, because the Warriors, whoo, the Warriors, they did not come out to play. Steph Curry, my GOAT, my GOAT of the new generation. Michael Jordan is the greatest of the generation before. I'm over 30, so I've experienced both generations. Michael Jordan is my GOAT. Steph Curry is my second GOAT. LeBron James is my third or the third GOAT in my lifetime. What in the blue hell Stephen Curry was that performance? Now, I'm going to say this. Joel, Joel from Hoops and Brews, he said it numerous times during the show. Vanderbilt going to bother Steph Curry. Steph Curry going to have trouble with Vanderbilt. Steph Curry gonna have trouble with Vanderbilt. Steph Curry gonna have trouble with Vanderbilt. And I'm like, man, this is Steph Curry, he dropped 50, he's gonna be cool. Steph Curry had trouble with Vanderbilt. Is Jared Vanderbilt the Steph Curry stopper? Is Jared Vanderbilt the Steph Curry stopper? Let's go ahead and let's hop into some stats. Steph Curry today, overall. Honestly, I thought he played terribly today. Awful game overall. He had five turnovers. Very uncharacteristic for himself. He was a minus one for the game, as I have written down right there. He was a minus one for the game. Um, he was 10 to 24 from the field. He, hold on a minute. He was 10 to 24 from the field. Six to 13 from three, which honestly, the three was the only thing that he had going for him. Anthony Davis smacked his shot around. LeBron smacked his shot around. Anybody that could get their hands near a Steph Curry shot was smacking their shot around. Now, I will say this. The Lakers did have one more day of rest um, because of the fact that they did away with the Grizzlies. Uh, actually, it was two more days of rest because the Warriors played Sunday and the Lakers played Friday, I believe it was. So two more days of rest. But that's no excuse, bro. That was a terrible performance. So, if you're watching it right now, as always, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. It's your boy TPJ. We are here. We are live. It is the two-for-one show. And as always on the two-for-one show, if you're watching around the world, please comment where you are watching from around the world. Your time is always appreciated. I love you guys. We always have different fans from all around the world. So if you're watching right now, make sure you drop a like on this video. Make sure you comment where you're watching from around the world, and I will give you a shout out. But let's go ahead. Let's get, let's get right back into it. So Steph Curry, as I talked about, didn't particularly play that well to me in this game. He had six rebounds. Cool. Three assists I didn't like so much. Um, even in the second half, you could tell that Steve Kerr was trying to adjust the offense. I think the Lakers did, and people. this is also why people tell me that Darvin Ham is, is, is a bad coach. The Lakers came out with a supremely amazing game plan. They attacked the perimeter. They made every single screen hard. It was hard for you to get through those screens if you Steph Curry. It was hard for you to get through those screens if you're Klay Thompson. I think Jordan Poole had a good game. Honestly, I think Jordan Poole might, although he tweaked at the end, I don't know what 
kind of goddamn shot that was from Jordan Poole. He tweaked at the end. He big tweaked at the end. But I do think that Jordan Poole, to me personally, played the best all-around game for the Warriors. And even if you look at his plus minus, he had the highest plus minus on the floor today. Jordan Poole was outside of that last shot, which literally I wrote on the on the wall. Jordan Poole, what kind of shot was that, G? You have so many seconds left on the shot clock. You not fucking jacked the ball up for 28 feet. Well, you have Steph Curry on your team. But, but, uh, in the words of Michael Irvin, I'm chilling. I'm cool. I'm not worried. Now, I picked the Warriors in six to win this series. You see the hat. I picked the Warriors to lose versus the Kings because I thought the Kings would be able to outlast the Warriors and score more points than the Warriors, which it turns out that the Kings could not outlast and outscore the Warriors. Now, I picked the, the Warriors to beat the Lakers because I thought that the Warriors would try to play more four-man out, which is not what they did. They, they started Looney and they started Draymond. I'm going to be honest. If I'm Steve Kerr, I might... And it might mess me up. And although Kevon Looney, as I wrote it on my wall right here, Kevon Looney, Warriors game MVP, 23 rebounds, five assists. Great game for Kevon Looney. Tremendous game for Kevon Looney. Like I have, like, like, like I, I don't, I don't have the words for what it is that Kevon Looney has been able to do and display on a nightly basis out there on the floor. Like I think he's been nothing short of amazing. And I think that every Warriors fan owes him a supreme debt of gratitude for the way that he's been playing. And I think had he not played and had he not been playing the way that he's been playing, the Warriors would have lost to the Kings in five. I mean, he had 23 rebounds and five assists. I did not even put his points up there. Kevon Looney had 23 rebounds and five assists. If you're the Warriors, you have to spread the Lakers out. I think if you allow Looney and Draymond to be on the floor, the spacing is too bad, and you allow their great defenders like Schroeder, Vanderbilt, and Anthony Davis, when they're on the floor, as, as uh, Stan Van Gundy said it on the broadcast many times, they are a terror to deal with when they are on the floor for the Golden State Warriors. Playing, I'm sorry, when they're playing against defense versus the Warriors. They're terror. And they're honestly, they're a terror versus anybody. Like Schroeder played out of his mind today. Dennis Schroeder today. Let's see. Schroeder, Dennis Schroeder. He today played absolutely amazing. He was only a plus one for the game, but I don't care about that. Dennis Schroeder played out of his mind today. Dennis Schroeder had 19 off the bench. He had more than the entire Warriors bench outside of Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole had 14. I think uh, Jermichael Green had six, and Gary Payton the second had – and Gary Payton the second – what did he have? Gary Payton the second – Gary Payton the second had two points. So combined, the Warriors bench had 22. Dennis Schroeder alone had 19 points. Rui Hachimura gave you very, very valuable minutes, although he didn't play a crazy amount of minutes. I still think his minutes were valuable. He gave you six points in 11 minutes. Troy Brown Jr., I think he needs to fade out of the rotation. And I'm going to be honest, Darvin Ham isn't going to like it, but I think he needs to swap out Troy, Troy Brown Jr. for Malik Beasley and go with the lineup and with the eight versus the Warriors of Vanderbilt, LeBron, and A.D., Austin Reeves, um, um, D'Angelo Russell, Rui Hachimura, Dennis Schroeder, um, and, and, and Malik Beasley. And I think the only time that Winyan Gabriel gets on the floor, 
is like he did today in four minutes when you need to give Anthony Davis a breather. But in order for you to beat the Warriors, AD, as he mentioned post-game, is going to be a track meet. He's going to have to exert that extra amount of energy. He's going to have to give all their all. The Lakers as a whole, they're going to have to give their all in order for them to be able to beat this Warriors team in seven games. Now, now, if you want to get my honest post-game analysis, post-game thoughts, um, let's just go ahead. I want to go to the game charts real quick. So let's just go ahead, not to the actual shooting charts, but let's just go ahead and let's just look at the lead tracker, right? I think, to me personally, um, the biggest moment for the Warriors was when of the game to me. I feel like this, the the like in this part in the third quarter, like right in this, I can't even. I don't know if I can. I can't even highlight it, but right in that little, like right before the air, the graph starts to go crazy. The Lakers were making some momentum plays, and they were doing very well. I think Austin Reeves, honestly, he deserves every penny he gets. He played amazing. And his ability to get into the mid-range, stop and shoot, now whether it be a floater, whether it be a mid-range fadeaway or a mid-range jumper or or even just like a push shot, Austin Reeves has a multiple um, offensive package. He has multiple rep- He has a multiple pieces of weaponry in his offensive package. And I didn't even mention his game today, but I'm going to talk about him. He played extremely well. But to me, to play at a game and the game as a whole boiled down to the play in which Austin Reeves has the ball and he's dribbling the ball. You have Anthony, like you have LeBron standing off to the side, right? You got everybody. On the other side of the court, left-hand side of the court, you got A.D., Reeves, I think it was Vanderbilt out there, and Schroeder was out there. Andrew Wiggins starts playing the free throw line in a 15-foot point, in a 15-foot line, and loses track of LeBron James. And Reeves just does what he does, penetrates to the mid, right to that 10, 12, 15-foot marker. Wiggins wave his hand, has no effect on the play. Reeves just throws the ball up. I didn't even see LeBron. That's how good Austin Reeves' play vision is. I didn't even see LeBron. LeBron explodes to the rim. Alley-oop. Game was over to me at that point. Now, the Warriors had their opportunities to come back, and I even was texting a homie, damn, we made a friendly, like, wager over beer on on the series because he's a mad Lakers fan. I'm like, yo, the Warriors are going to win, and we made a friendly, you know, wager for a beer. But at that point, the game was over. And I think if you're Steve Kerr, I think you got 48 more minutes to not get swept. Now, y'all going to be like, TP, you've been picking against the Lakers all year. You said the Lakers weren't going to make the playoffs. You said that LeBron was old. He still is fucking old. You said AD get hurt all the time. He still get hurt all the time. You said Russ couldn't shoot. Russ... He still couldn't shoot. He got traded away. He came to the Clippers. He did a little bit better, but he still shot around 40% from the field goal range. He can never really shoot. The Lakers have a completely rebuilt and revamped team. But if I look at this Golden State Warriors team, if you're Steve Kerr, I'm not, I might not sleep tonight. Because there are no rotations left for you to counter with. I swear, and I know y'all going to be like, TP, you trash at 2K. 
We always hear these stories about you losing to Pavy Joe in 2K. Yes, I, I'm I'm not trashing 2K. I beat it on Hall of Fame mode, but I'm not that great against other human beings. I beat the computer. Whatever. Sue me. I don't care. Buy the t-shirt. It's on uh, hoopsandbrews.com slash merch. But my point is, I was playing with the Warriors versus the Lakers. And the game that I played looked eerily similar to what I saw today. I was missing shots with Clay. Clay, even though Clay had a great game overall to me, he played great basketball. I just needed more from Steph Curry. He five turn giving away five possessions when you're Steph Curry is too many. Especially because I think three of them was when he just drove to the lane, got his John Moran on when he jumped into the middle of the air, had nowhere to go with the ball. And either tried to lay it up and got it blocked, or he threw the ball, or Vanderbilt tipped it away. It was a lot of sloppy Steph Curry basketball play today. So, to me, I'm looking at the Warriors, and I'm saying, you got 48 more minutes to prove yourself. Because if the Warriors lose the next game, they're going to get swept. And, and if the Lakers win the next game, they're going to win the championship. And you can call me a hater. You can say, I hate LeBron. You can say, OTP, you flipping. You can say, blah, blah, blah. I thought today that the Warriors would come out, especially off the momentum that they had, and continue to flourish and execute offensively. I didn't think Steph Curry would be riding too high off of scoring 50 in a game seven to where he came out in game one of the next round and was flat. And he was flat. Overall, he was flat. He was flat like a soda you left out overnight. Kevon Looney was the MVP of the Warriors. 23 rebounds, 5 assists. I still have not mentioned his points yet. Now let's talk about Anthony Davis. Let's have a real talk. Hold on. Real, real talk about Anthony, Anthony Davis. Let's have a real talk about Anthony Davis. This guy is incredible. This guy is incredible. Incredible. He is a video game in real life. When he's aggressive, when he's pulling up in the mid-range and taking that jumper and he's not playing timid, when he's attacking on defense, when he's crashing the glass, when he's screaming, when he's making noise, when he's not falling on the fucking ground. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But... Anthony Davis is the top 10 big man of all time when he's on the floor. The biggest problem is it's hard to keep him on the floor because he's always on the floor. I fuck with AD. Heavy. 30 points, 23 rebounds. That's some intense work. That is some intense work. Intense work. That's some intense work. Let me look. I just want to look up his accolades so that way I put what he has accomplished in his career, even though he's only the age of 30, into perspective. NBA champion, eight-time All-Star, All-Star game MVP, four-time first team, two-time All-NBA defense first team, two-time All-NBA defense second team, three-time blocks leader, all-rookie first team, NBA 75 anniversary team, NCAA champion, NCAA Final Four outstanding player, National College Player of the Year, consensus first-team All-American, every defensive player, freshman player you could think of in college, 
gold Olympics in uh uh um 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 in the gold games in 2012. Gold in the World Cup in Spain. Anthony Davis, when he is healthy, bar none, is incredible. He is incredible. He's better than Tim Duncan. He's better than Kevin Garnett. He's better than Bill Russell. Not better than Shaq. Not better than Wilt. Sorry, can't go there. Not better than Hakeem because Hakeem was unfathomable just with his ability to be able to move. He can score in the mid-range. He can get you two, three blocks a game. He was unstoppable. AD doesn't have any unstoppable moves. We had this argument on hoops and brews. Is Anthony Davis a top-tier offensive big man? I don't believe he is. I think he's a above-average offensive big man and a god on defense. And he is a top-three Laker big man of all time. Shaq, Cap, obviously, is number one. AD, period. AD is better than Wilt was as a Laker. AD was way better than Wilt was as a Laker. And AD is going to win the finals MVP if they get to the finals and they make the finals and they win the finals. Anthony Davis is the best player on his team. LeBron is the clear second best. Austin Reeves is the third best player on his team. Anthony Davis is a god in basketball shoes. Anthony Davis should be revered instead of ridiculed. But the ridicule comes from the fact that he can't stay on the floor. Even today, get hit under the rim, start grabbing this thing. I'm like, gee, can you ever get hit and not grab something? AD is that guy. Now, if the Lakers are able to win game two, game two, which are the most important 48 minutes of Steph Curry, Steve Kerr, Draymond Green, and Klay Thompson's legacy. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, I said it. It's the most important 48 minutes of their legacy. You want to know why? Because to be revered as Steph Curry was revered after beating a young, a young Kings team, you know what I mean? You always want to give the GOAT the praise, and he deserved the praise, 50 points. He deserved it. 50 points, close them out. But... When we talk about the Steph Curry-LeBron thing, I mentioned it, and I said it. I said it on Happy Hour. Steph Curry beat LeBron this time. He did, he, I don't want to hear LeBron as the GOAT no more. I don't want to hear LeBron as the GOAT no more. But if the Warriors get swept or it's a gentleman's sweep, whoo, that GOAT might be that GOAT. If LeBron get another ring, and he's still playing at the level he's playing, which is like 20 and 9, 5 assists, 3 assists. I can work with it. I can go with it. I can give LeBron his credit. I don't hate LeBron. I've told you all a million times, LeBron is a top 100 human being to me to ever walk the face of the earth. I think LeBron James should be celebrated no matter where he goes, no matter what he does for what he's accomplished on and off of the basketball court, for what he's done to change generation of young black men's lives. But that has nothing to do with my disdain for his greatness on the basketball court because I'm a Chicago Bulls fan. 
and I had to watch him dominate in the 2000s while we were terrible, coming off of greatness for my entire childhood. So don't be mad at me for being mad at LeBron. Be mad at LeBron for being so motherfucking great. Everybody ain't always got a root for him, and I'm not everybody. I'm me. And I ain't rooting for him. But I call a spade a spade. If the Lakers win game two, the Warriors are going to get swept, and we will not hear from this same group anymore. You got out-rebounded. The Lakers had 40 rebounds. The Warriors had 35 rebounds. In the words of Marvin Gaye, tell me what's going on. Anyways, I got a special guest. I haven't heard from this man in ages. In ages. Hold on, wait a minute. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta make his card. Daniel, the superstar, the guy behind King Watch LA Twitter. Daniel Belts. Welcome to the program, my brother. How you doing man? today, brother? Pretty good. How are you doing? Hold on one second. Let me unmute. Let me unmute it. All right, there you go. How you doing, brother? You got a beard now? I know. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, What's good, bro? Welcome to the program. Thank you for coming on a two for one show. Do me a favor, just if you can, center yourself a little bit. I don't know if you got your phone propped up. If you do, then it's all good. But yeah, my phone propped up. Here. All right, cool. But welcome, Daniel. I appreciate you for joining, man. It is beautiful to see you, my brother. How are you feeling today? You got a, you all got a great win. I talked to one of the homies. He's a Lakers fan. He said, I'm not going to celebrate today. I'm glad we got the win, but there's nothing to celebrate. I'm not going to celebrate. And I said, you know what? I can respect that. I'm not upset at that. I give you credit for saying you're not going to celebrate. So tell me, how do you feel? Talk to me about the way you feel about this Lakers uh, win. I mean, it's nice we won game one, but the last six minutes was terrible. Uh, it was just terrible basketball all the way around. Um, going from 14 to basically a tie game with five points or with the five minutes to go, that was trash. Um, I'm glad they sold game one, but if they want to win a championship, they can't have those uh, periods of time where they just completely forget to play the game of basketball. LeBron has to stop wasting 20 seconds on the shot clock and then just throwing up some bullshit at the end of the game. So, to me specifically, um, I know how hard um, it's been as an Anthony Davis fan to, to I, he's an experience. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, he's like, you know what I mean. What are your thoughts on just the level of greatness that we've seen from him? You know, you know this playoff run. I mean, he's been, he's had some scary moments and some falls where we've gasped. But in large part, he's been spectacular. Can you just talk to me about Anthony Davis and how you feel about the job that he's done? He had 30 and 23 today. He has been an offensive uh, dynamo every other game. Today he was an offensive dynamo. He honestly, I think, scared Steph Curry um, the entire game. Give me your thoughts on Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is our best player. Um, going forward from now until LeBron retires, AD is our best player. There is nothing on the court that Anthony Davis can't do. He will score 30 points, he'll get 20 rebounds, and then basically disrupt the entire offensive scheme that the other team is trying to put out. 
LeBron's going to get you 20 and 10 basically probably now until the day he retires. The rest is up to AD. If the Lakers are going to win this championship, AD is going to have to win the finals MVP. Like, this is no longer LeBron's team, and that's okay. He's This is year 20 for LeBron. AD has to take over. Every time AD hits the ground, we all get scared, but he's playing through injuries that a lot of other players kind of set out through. AD is actually showing me a lot of toughness. I believe in the last 25 games of the regular season, he only missed three. And so now we're, what, plus um, seven. So I think out of the last 36 games, he's only missed uh, three games total, which is fascinating for him, basically, because he's almost missed, I think, 50% of every single Laker game since uh, 2021. But, I mean, we're going to go as far as he takes us. He is the leader of this team. Um, He's even been more vocal. He's been more um, demonstrative with his, like, thoughts, with his actions on the court and... I mean, he's he's him. Um, yeah, and yeah, and that's something that I mentioned. It's okay. Let the cat join the show. What's right, the cat's cat. name? The cat's name is Templeton. All right, what's up, Templeton? Uh, so Templeton, how do you feel about Anthony Davis's ability to protect Kevon Looney against the offensive glass? Oh, you oh you believe that he did a terrible job? Yes, I believe that the Lakers did do a terrible job uh, keeping Kevon Looney off of the offensive glass. But I will say this. As long as they win the offensive and the defensive rebounding matchup every night, Kevon Looney can grab 40 rebounds every night. You I mean, know what as I mean? Long as, it's, as long as it's even, it's okay. And that's basically what the it was. The Lakers tonight. were plus five today yeah. on the rebounds. The, the, uh, the, the Lakers had 40 rebounds. The Warriors had 35 rebounds. Kevon Looney had 23 rebounds. Draymond Green today was terrible. He got annihilated on defense. He missed a couple bunnies. And he did not rebound today. He had a he had another triple single. Great job, Draymond. If I'm being honest, I didn't notice Draymond on the court tonight. I didn't even see him in the game. Because Anthony Davis was a man child. And I'm not gonna lie, Vanderbilt, he 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 got to my guy. He hurt my guy. My guy felt it. Steph felt him. He definitely I, did. The turnovers showed it. If Vanderbilt can hit one or two threes a game and make one layup or one dunk, he's the X factor for this team. It's either him or D'Lo. Uh, D'Lo has a lot of stretches on the uh, defensive side where he just completely loses his man and loses every um, defensive scheme that he's about to do. But Vanderbilt can guard basically one through four. And it's a, it's something that the Lakers have missed since their championship team. They haven't had any wing defender at all since KCP, since Caruso, mm-hmm. since any of those guys. And then now that Vanderbilt can actually guard Steph Curry, can guard the likes of um, Kawhi, PG, mm-hmm. anybody that basically is thrown in front of him, we haven't had that in years. And now you're also seeing someone be able to guard the wing. AD looks like he does because of that. Like yeah. AD can get you five blocks a game because Vanderbilt's funneling him inside to uh, inside the paint. And again, AD staying out of foul trouble, getting five blocks a game, basically. I don't know if there's been a stretch of seven games in a start of an NBA playoffs where someone has more blocks than he does. I believe he's at 31 or yeah. 32 blocks now, and it's yeah. it's insane. Yeah, he's, he's been playing out of his mind. And I believe he averages like 30 and 15 against the Warriors, and I think the 9 or 10 playoff games he's played against Golden State. So whenever it's Golden State, he sees food. And for the Warriors getting a lot of offensive rebounds, when you shoot 53 threes, like a lot of those, a lot of those balls are just going to go to them because the defense is out of position. And you can try to box out, but sometimes you can't really box out 53s correctly. And it's going to happen like that. But it's the possessions where it's four or five offensive rebounds and then pull hits a three and you're like, what the hell? 
Yeah, and, gotta, and my bad. And I just want to say one thing. I was talking about the defensive rebounds. The Warriors yeah. uh, had 35 defensive rebounds. The Lakers had uh, uh, um, 40 defensive rebounds. Yeah. My bad. My apologies. I just want you know, to make sure they, I clear that up. As long as they keep it even, as long as they win the free throw battle, as long as they don't turn the ball over less or don't turn the ball over more than the Warriors, they should have a chance to win the game. Um, the Warriors hit 21 threes. I don't know the last time a team has won the, the three-point battle by 45 points and lost the game in the playoffs. Yeah, see, and that's my problem with the Warriors. It's like they hit 20, they had 21 threes, but I would say about I would say about seven of those, like they were they were like to me there was no point in the game. I think there was probably a 30-second point in the game. And literally in the second half where I thought the Warriors could win. And I mean literally 30 real-time seconds. Yeah. There was – and I swear to God, the rest of the time I was like, oh, they're about to lose. Because I'm fine with the Warriors taking as many threes as they did, 53 threes. But if Clay is going to go 6 of 16 and Curry is going to go 6 of 13, we got a problem. Like Wiggins 1 of 5 from 3. Jermichael Green played great today. He had two threes. Good job to him. But Wiggins, like, if he's going to take five threes, I need him to make two of them minimum every time. If he doesn't, then I don't need you to take that many threes. Pass the ball, and let's try to get a better shot. I think about seven of those threes that they took, yeah, they were good threes, and they might have made some of them, but they didn't really do anything to me to 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 put them in a position to win the game. You want to know something funny? Before the game... Um, um, I was like, uh, I think this might be a defensive battle. But then once I saw halftime was what it was, as we went into the third quarter, I said, whoever scores 120 is going to win the game. The Lakers score 117. So, so even going into the third quarter, I think the score was what it was like a 100 to 96, I believe. I think the Lakers had 95, like 95 to 89. Okay, something like okay, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. 95 to 89. It was within six points. My bad. Apologies. But still, I was like, all right, cool. So now we're in a track meet. If I'm the Warriors, we gotta get to 120. So we need we need to at least score 30 this quarter. If we can score 30 this quarter, we win the game. Didn't happen that way. Yeah. So I think that you know, like I like I, I've I said it, and you know, the Warriors scored 24 in that quarter. If they would have scored 30, which is six more points, they would have won the game by one point. You're not gonna win against the Lakers, where you have two ha- where you have two quarters consecutively where you score 24 in those quarters. Like I'll give the Lakers, you know, this credit. They didn't score 30 in the first quarter, but they scored 29. So if you include the first quarter, the second quarter, they scored 36. The third quarter, they scored 31. You give yourself enough wiggle room in the fourth quarter to strap up and play defense and get outscored and still win the game, which is ultimately what happened. But if you're the Warriors, you can't go out and score 31, 33, then 24 and 24. Like that's – the Warriors live in a territory of if they're playing well and they're turning the ball over a lot, they can afford to make a bunch of threes and make mistakes because the game is so chaotic. But when a team like the Lakers slows the game down a little bit more, and you, as you saw when the Warriors made that, I believe it was 14-0 run in the fourth quarter, the game started to get a little more chaotic. The Warriors just couldn't get any of those extra possessions to go in that the Lakers were able to get. Yeah. 
So the Warriors only had eight turnovers today. So you can't even blame the turnovers. Five of them came from Stephen Curry. I think the Lakers also had only eight turnovers. Both, I think both teams played scheme-wise the games they wanted to play until it was like the Warriors took forever to switch to zone in the fourth quarter. I think the Warriors go to a lot more zone action game two. And I think the Lakers respond to that with playing Rui a little bit, a little bit more. Um, how you beat zone is you attack middle, and that's his game. The Lakers don't really have the three-point shooters. That are I disagree with that. I disagree with that. I think that, and I said this when I was at the Clippers Stadium versus Lakers Clippers pregame, and I was watching Malik Beasley warm up. The same way Russ had a hard time dealing with the pressure of making shots in L.A., I think Malik Beasley is dealing with that as well. And I think that, you know, like, like I have a child. I couldn't imagine somebody, because they watch this podcast, going to comment on my on my child's birthday post like, yo, your fucking podcast sucked. It's like, yo, fuck this podcast. And so, like, to me, I blamed it on the Laker fans, and I still am. I think you all need to give him more encouragement because if he gets hot, you all can get to the finals. I personally don't believe you all will get to the finals with Troy Brown Jr., in that role of the eighth man on your rotation. If you have if you go to an eight man rotation and you had your eight man rotation is AD, LeBron, Vanderbilt, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, uh, uh Russell Reeves, Schroeder, Hachimura, and then you and then situationally you choose between Winyan and Troy Brown and you try to if Rui has a good game, he had a, a whatever game today, but Theoretically, if Rui is playing well, you can leave him in the flo- on the floor for longer than 11 minutes and AD can not play 40 minutes. But you need someone to come out there and make shots when they're open. And I think the only person on the Lakers that's able to do that is Malik Beasley. I think Troy Brown is a great player for the regular season. I love Troy Brown. He's the first guest we ever had on Hoops and Brews. Mad love to him. But if we're talking about winning the championship – the guy that you need to put your trust in is one of the guys that you thought would be a starter when you traded for him, and his confidence just got ruined because he came, missed some shots early, and the fan base started getting at him, so he just lost confidence in his shot. Like I don't think Malik Beasley is 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 I don't think anything negatively about Malik Beasley other than he has always been a streaky shooter, even if you look at Minnesota. But the difference between when you was in Minnesota was you're able to take 15, 16 shots a night. So if you're streaky, right, you might make like 12 shots in a row, but then you might miss like eight in a row, then make two, then, then miss eight in a row. But we'll forgive that because you're taking 16 shots a night. So you might miss 12 and, 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 like, and then miss four, and your night is great that night. Then the next game, you miss four to start, make two, then miss another eight. And then the next game, because your, your, your averages are, you have a good game, like, He's just a guy I think that just needs time. Obviously, he does need to start. But if you're going to play Troy Brown Jr., I believe the Lakers play Troy Brown Jr. They play Troy Brown Jr. 12 minutes today. I personally don't believe that if Jordan Poole is on the floor, that there's no reason why Malik Beasley can't be on the floor. Because if Malik Beasley is open, Jordan Poole has to stay accountable to him. I don't think he has to stay accountable to Troy Brown Jr. That's just my personal opinion. What is your thoughts? I, I just don't trust Malik Beasley on the defensive side of the ball. I understand the streaky shooting uh, side of the aspect, but he can't stay within his man on the defensive side of the ball at all. Um, he's just as lost as Troy Brown is, and I think they stick with Troy. I think he's a little bit taller than Malik, but 
I mean, both kind of are the same. Both are going to offer you the same. Both might get streaky. Both are going to lose Clay Thompson. They're going to lose Jordan Poole. They're going to lose Steph Curry in half-court defense. I think the Lakers got to make a move in the offseason to get actually a shooting guard off the bench that can hit some threes, can play some defense. Maybe that's Max Christie. Maybe they already have him. My question, and not to interrupt you, my question is, in a lineup, if you're Darvin Ham, let's just say you, you – I go get, Max Christie. I go Max. No, Christie. I just I just feel like you guys have given up too much hope on Malik Beasley. Like I I I have for not by my own. I watched a lot of Timberwolves games because I like Anthony Edwards. Okay. So I've seen Malik Beasley play like at the beginning. I didn't. I never thought he was bad. I need, thought he needed to get the fuck out of there so Anthony Edwards yeah. could shoot the ball. But he's a guy that I just think he, I, I I guarantee you, if he gets a chance in this playoffs. He is going to make a difference for you all in, in one game, and you all will be singing his praises. And I think that he needs more time. I like Troy Brown Jr. It's just like, and yeah, he get lost. But also to me, put him on fucking Wiggins. Put fucking, put him on Wiggins. Wiggins can't fucking shoot. Y'all, the paint is so packed. The Warriors don't want to go down there. That's why Wiggins took, Wiggins taking five threes is kind of crazy. He don't really take five threes like that. But then if you put one of them on Wiggins, we're going to hide D'Lo. Like, we can't hide D'Lo no, but this, No, but this is the thing. I don't think – I think, to me personally, I would run a lineup. If I'm going to put if I'm gonna put Malik Beasley on the floor, it would probably be Rui. It would probably be Rui, LeBron, Vanderbilt, uh, Reeves, and then I put Beasley on there and just give him sporadic minutes in between there. And then instead of – and then because the Warriors usually are going to counter with Wiggins at the four yeah. – um and and Draymond at the five or Looney at the four and and uh and Draymond at I'm sorry Looney at the five and Draymond at the four. I would just put LeBron or whoever is the or whoever is the or the uh, uh the uh, the three. Like if it's just Clay, like I I like Clay don't do shit. People talk yeah. about Clay moving around. He don't fucking move around no more. He really don't. Like old Clay used to get open all the time. Yeah. Now he only get open if he coming off pin downs or mm-hmm. action that's geared for Clay. Clay before he got hurt never stopped moving like Steph Curry. Now he only moves if a play is called for him or some kind of screen where he knows Steph is gonna get a double team so the ball gonna swing open to him. Clay don't really move around that much. Put LeBron on him, live with it for two minutes, see if you can get a couple extra possessions. Like I just think the your team, the same way the Suns are not gonna win with Chris Paul, Kevin Durant. And Devin Booker playing 40 minutes a night, as you saw with Chris Paul blowing out his groin. The Lakers are not going to win with Anthony Davis playing 40 minutes, LeBron playing 40 minutes, uh, Reeves playing 38, Schroeder playing 30, Russell playing 30. Like you need, you're going to need to bring that down more near 38 for the top guys and more near 30 for the other guys. And I think if you if you give Rui a little bit more of a leash and you switch the lineup up a little bit more, because you got to think about it, the Warriors are either going to try to play more four out and straight zone next game or they're just going to say if we clean up is like Steph you have five turnovers if you have two we only have five turnovers for the game and those extra possessions could have as I mentioned those you know six more points could have won them the game those three extra possessions so Draymond missed a couple layups like yeah 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 so yeah yeah yeah. so like if I'm Darvin Ham I'm I'm not gonna. I know you're gonna be upset as a Laker fan when he get experimental next game, but I'm not gonna be upset if, at him if he gets a little experimental because 
I think you need to preserve LeBron and AD, especially now that it's going to be literally every other yeah. day. And yep. you know that the Warriors already have one less, two days, I'm sorry, two less days than you have. Yep. You need to keep those guys fresh because as the broadcasters kept saying at the end of the game, LeBron and AD are gas. It looks like the Lakers are walking in mud. You have yep. to slow it down because also the same as with Chris Paul, when you oh shit start to go wrong when you yep. get too much mileage. So I do think that although you don't have faith in Malik Beasley, I'm going to tell you, believe in him for me. Now, if he get in the game and he go 0-5, Hey, uh, delete the did you footage. Watch him? Delete did you watch the footage against the Grizzlies. I that's different to me though. Okay. And I'll say why it's different to me, because Bane, Brooks, and Ja all have the ability to get to the rim. None of the guys on the Warriors outside of okay. Steph really has the ability to get to the rim. Like Poole can, but he got to spend twelve seconds getting to the rim. Yeah. Steph can spend five seconds getting to the rim. Ja can spend three seconds getting to the rim. Bane can spend five seconds getting to the rim. Brooks, he might spend seven, eight, but he's not spending 12 seconds to get to the rim. Poole going to dribble, spin, get the ball handed off, get it back, and yeah. then go up and do some crazy shit. And Clay going, and it's a turnover. Steph yeah. going to do what he do and get to the rim. The, the, the Grizzlies, and even Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones, lowest assisted turnover ratio in the NBA for the past, I believe, four or five years. He is efficient with the ball, and he's able to get to the rim, and he can stretch out and make the three. That's a different level of like ability for you to be able to guard if you're not used to guarding that level of competition. Like I said, I don't believe Clay can move that well. I don't believe Poole can do that well. I think if you give Malik five minutes and it works, just give him two more. Give him two more. I would have liked for them to at least give Winian probably two or three more minutes in the fourth quarter. No. I know AD, I no. know AD wanted no. to play the whole no. second half. No. He, did, he did fine in the first stretch, though. But this is why you can't do that in the second half. Because of something I heard Draymond Green say on his podcast. He said, there was never any point in that game where I thought we was going to lose. He was like, going into the second half, I was kind of like, well, we kind of got some shit to fix. But, like, I don't think we're going to lose. Like, and 30 looked like he going, you know, like he going he gonna to continue to do what he do. I think the Kings' youth and inexperience is why they lost multiple amounts of them, like at least two of them games versus the Warriors. I would actually put yeah. it on three. Actually, I put it on all of them games because even game three, your youth and inexperience allows you to come out and be flat and get blown out. If you have any kind of whatever, you're going to knock heads with them to the point where when they win game two, they know they're getting fucked over in game three. I'm sorry, game. I'm, I'm sorry. When they win game three, they know they're getting fucked over in game four. They did not do that. They gave the Warriors all the confidence. When they won game three, I was like, yeah, the Warriors not losing another game in the series. The Warriors did, but I was like, yeah, the Warriors going to win the series. Game seven, young guys get on the floor, bad actions. You see Davis Jr. with the bad foul on Clay. You see actually Davis Jr. with a few bad plays on, on Clay Thompson. Um, Davion Mitchell didn't get that many um, you know, minutes because he wasn't necessarily that effective. A guy like Winyan Gabriel is the same to me as a guy like Jermichael Green or Anthony Lamb for the Lakers. If he plays six minutes and they're good, <laughs> otherwise, no. I think AD, I AD think he should, in the fourth. I think he should counter more with Rui at the center. They did that against the Grizzlies, and it was ugly. Yeah, but the Grizzlies, even still, Xavier Tillman and Jaron Jackson Jr., Dylan Brooks, and Desmond Bain, and John Moran are all rebounders than the entire Warriors team combined outside of Kevon Looney. Yeah. So even if you the Lakers, like, yo, we need to give AD five minutes of real time, two minutes game time, 
timeout, and a and a TV commercial. Go out there, rebound, especially because you all had the lead. You could afford to give up, like you gave the lead up anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? You might as well have Rui in there while AD got a little bit of rest. He could have came back and you know, you you all really like not know, and I don't mean as disrespectfully, you really limped to the finish line, even though yeah. you got there, but you limped to the finish line. If you would have been able to get him a little blow, cool. You still leave LeBron out there. Like LeBron didn't like LeBron had a great game, but he didn't really do that much. It wasn't really on, like, that's the thing I like about this version of Lakers team. Reeves takes the ball out of his hand like Kyrie would do and yep. just play makes. And LeBron can just get his rest. And then, like, Reeves would just be like, hey, LeBron, like, if you cut when I cut, they might focus on me. If they don't, you got wide open layups or shots at yep. the rim. And LeBron's just like, all right, cool. You want to be Kyrie? Try it out. And somehow it just works every time. And LeBron's yep. like, I'm right behind you. I'm going to dunk the ball in or lay it up. Yep. Or even like even Reeves threw him a tip pass in that game, in the last game versus the Grizzlies. Way too high. LeBron yep. just kind of took it later. That's some Kyrie shit. Yep. So I, I like you all. I think you all are doing a good job. Um, what are your final thoughts going into game two, Lakers versus Warriors? I hope they're able to steal game two as well. We'll see how they attack the zone because it's going to be clear that the Warriors are going to play a lot more zone. And I think they'll counter with Steph having the ball a lot more instead of um, running through screens. I think it'll be more of the primary ball handler. So AD is going to have to step up in a lot of those uh, pick and roll actions, hoping to deter Steph Curry from shooting those threes. Although before this game, I think Steph shoots very well when AD is his primary defender. He just puts some more arc on it. Um, it'd be nice to have like a LeBron game where he goes out and gets you 30, 10, and 10. Um, not that he's been underwhelming this playoffs, but you can kind of see age is kind of caught yeah. up to him. You can kind of see the foot is kind of caught up to him. I would like to see a big D'Lo game, a big Austin game, kind of like you said, like this team actually has depth. The trades they made at the deadline, the, the players they got has allowed this team to be more balanced other than in teams in the past two years, a lot more like the 2020 championship team. And I don't think any Lakers fans are, set, are satisfied with only winning game one. They all want game two. And I hope they actually go out there and take game two, try to wrap this up as soon as they can so they can get more rest going into the Western Conference Finals because it looks like the Nuggets are going to sweep the Suns. Yeah, I don't. I think it'll still be a gentleman sweep just because I'm going to give Kevin Durant his credit. But Chris Paul, man, be good, bad, yep, bad hammy. Um, so final predictions for the series? Uh, Lakers in six. All right, cool. So I'm going to keep you to that, and hopefully I'll have you back the next game. But, Daniel, I appreciate you for joining me on a two-for-one. The podcast will be out. My brother, I miss you. I miss you, you are too, You are still a podcast legend to me. I still miss turning you on every 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 week and just playing you on my TV and hearing your voice as you talk about the Lakers, even though I'm not a Lakers fan. You, you, you are missed, my brother. I miss you too, man. All right, man. Thank you, Daniel. I appreciate it. All righty, peace. All righty, fans. So we are here at the point. It is time. The show has come to an end. It's your boy, TPJ. I appreciate you all for tuning in. I would talk Miami Heat versus New York, but Jimmy didn't play, so it really don't matter. And until next time, it's your boy, TPJ. Been two for one. Make sure you drop a like. I don't wanna have to go to the club to find your love. I hope that.
think about it. I met you a long time, goddamn. 